All right, guys, welcome to 3MFAers podcast. Uh, today, we are talking about the great mid 90s flick, Kurt Russell Kills the World. I mean, Tombstone. <laughs> mid 90s? This is early 90s, 93. Early 90s. But just, God, what a great movie. I mean, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell Kills the Val like, World isn't the, the most far off. Um, no. I mean, there's some there's some pretty sick montages we're gonna get into for sure. Is this before or after Escape from both New York and LA? That's my question. Way after. Those are Way those after. are those are eighties movies. Escape That's what New I York. thought. Yeah. So it's you know so it's him just channeling some snake and just murdering the world again. <laughs> it is. I mean, I guess we can just jump right into it. Um, it is crazy how every Kurt Russell character is the same but it's not a problem like it's it's not it's not like uh he's just doing the same thing again but because he's like so good at that thing that like he's kurt russell yeah he's kurt is kurt russell Um, (laughs) and the rest of the cast is fucking like i mean like sam elliott bill paxton powers booth michael rooker Billy Zane, like Val Kilmer. Billy Zane. I forgot Billy Zane was in it. That took me off guard watching it again. Uh, Val Kilmer. And we're going to get into that. But that's one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. It's probably the most flushed out of the whole movie in terms of like, in in my opinion, like from beginning, middle and end, like I cared for that character and I'm so happy he got the, you know, the story he did, the redemption. And then, you know, he was, you know, the character passes away, but you know, it's like, there's some resolve there, you know, of like, yeah, he had a, you know. Yeah, I was telling yeah, I was telling Josh before we started. It's like it. I love. It's like so easy to clown on Val Kilmer because he's such like a bloated like goofball now. But like, I watched it and I was like, "Damn, bro, you used to be like it. Like you used to be fucking unreal. Like this right? is a like, great performance." Good. Yeah. Right, like just so, like really, really nailed. Like found the character, nailed the character. It's so interesting. Like people who don't know the movie even like back then and even now like the whole like i'm your huckleberry uh, yeah like, that line is so famous i'll be your huckleberry like with yeah. this like uh, like weird accent that like you immediately know it's like oh he's like a western movie character but like nobody actually talked like that but it's just yeah. like it's just like what we understand from cinematic language is like i'll be your huckleberry well that's actually and i mean even, he did the he he chose to do southern aristocrat accent is what has been written down in, you know, archives. Well, is that even, like his choice was to be, it was that accent anyway. Yeah. Well, and even that idea, it's like the idea of the character, like trying to sound more sophisticated all the time. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying right. is like, you know how like we have like, and I, so like an example is like Shakespeare talk. Like when you get up and you yeah, start right. it's always talking, like thing, the, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like the same thing to me where it's like, yeah. Oh, we're doing a Western. We got to talk like this. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe not, but like, you know, it's, it's based <laughs> maybe in reality, but you're, it's, it's very theatrical, but like, it's a, it is a movie and it, it works for what I think this movie is trying to do for sure. But it's funny because when I think Western, I also think like what, um, Kurt Russell did, but then Bill Paxton, he did this like weird, like he was trying to do the accent. It seemed like, but it was he was kind of like that brother in the in the trio that just kind of was like after they were all bit. doing their own thing. You and know? then like yeah. Sam Elliott was just I'm using my real voice because I'm Sam Elliott. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'm not even sure Kurt Russell was doing an accent. I'm pretty sure he was just doing Kurt Russell. It's so funny. Sure, this is the second Kurt Russell movie we've watched. And like, well, what was what was the other one? Miracle, you fucking goof. Oh, oh right. Yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah. movie of all time. Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, your favorite. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, no, and exactly. Tell me that he's not doing the exact same voice as he's doing a miracle. <laughs> well, but he, but he's more like Minnesota. Like in that movie, he's doing yeah. more of an accent than he has in the West. Exactly. Exactly. I think Brandon's exactly. making a joke. Um, uh, you're making a joke, right? <laughs> this is a this is a western, but it's also a genre of film that I like to say. Um, I like it's coined a mustache exploitation. Which were so all good. real, by okay. the way. Time out. Yo, the one dude who, like, kills Sam Elliott, assumedly, you don't see it, but he's, like, hiding and, uh-huh. like, he's popping out, out of the thing. And he has the mustache. That's, like, how do I even explain it? It's nothing where, like, the like the, the Hitler mustache would be. It's the opposite be, of so a Hitler. It's an inverse Hitler. There's it's, like- it's the craziest thing <laughs> I've yeah, ever seen. He does seen. the sides. The sides, yeah. right? It's just the sides of his mouth are like mustached. It's the craziest yeah, thing I've you ever see seen. Him, you see him very, uh, very prominently in the very first scene when they all kind of raid up onto this supposedly like Mexican wedding um, and kind yeah. of raid their food <laughs> yeah, and things which like that. Yeah. Is probably the most ridiculous scene of the movie. Uh, you yeah. jump right in, you're like, the fuck is happening here? Yeah. When the movie started and it was like, oh, we're killing a bunch of like of like Mexican or Indian Americans and we're going to like imply sexual violence on this. It's just like, yeah. Oh, this is what it's going to fucking be the whole time. Come on. And then it like, but, then it wasn't. That, but it's still like, yeah. it's like, ugh. Like and the then 90s, jump you know? to the brothers, like, <laughs> like reunion, uh, at the train station. And then that with the music, with the, the happy, like, Hey, Wyatt, what's up? You know, we haven't seen you in so long. And then they turn, there's a, okay. There's a moment where they turn, to see their reflection in the window. Yes, 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 yes. And it's like, yes. it's like and they try and they try and talk about it. And why it's like, shh, just, just watch. Look how beautiful this well, is. But it's, it's them and their well, lives. I'm glad you it's brought that because up. Because a photo takes 72 hours to yeah, take. Sure. Well, okay. photos take 72 hours and they also steal your soul. So like, we, we're not taking <laughs> yeah. it. But, Two reasons. But um, it's interesting because I, I had that, this thought as like, because it takes a while to get going. Like, I would say like, it doesn't really get yeah. interesting, quote yeah, unquote, it's, it's a slow start. for like 40 minutes. But yeah. what it is, is you're like establishing the town and the characters. And I forget that like, so Josh, in theater history class, we talked a lot about how, um, and this will be a tie in for something else I know you guys want to talk about. When we study like the Greeks and uh, the Romans and mythology, and it's like how all of these cultures and writers, it was the same stories and the same characters and they had like just different takes on it and you would interpret in different ways. And Western lawmen are kind of like America's equivalent to that. Like Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday and all these people are like legendary characters that like, yeah, sorry, they're real people. They're real people. And it's, yeah. And like, it's like Paul Bunyan or or Johnny, what's his fucking name? Johnny Crockett. Like, yeah. like, uh, frontiersmen, explorers, lawmen, and a million movies have been made about them. A million books have been written about them. And it's like, um, just different, uh, interpretations of, of these very famous characters. So like that moment where they're all like, oh, it's you, it's you. Oh, it's Doc Holliday. Let's all fucking get a, in the, in the, isn't this amazing? And I'm like, this is something you kind of have to do when you're making a movie like this, because it's like here's our version of the characters and like, this is where they are coming in, you know, sure. and we're, yeah. and I, so I think it, it is interesting. Um, and the reason that I think, cause like we also in class talked about how our 21st century, like modern, modern version of that is comic books. Um, which 
brings us to our first slight little detour. Uh, yes. If you guys want to take it away. <laughs> a couple. Uh, so well, there's a lot, by the way, not just what you're thinking, because we're going to have more to talk about than that. So sorry, Josh, go on. Uh, no, I, what Caleb is um, sheepishly referring to is that um, I just showed him the Batman uh, movie trailer that premiered at DC fandom. Um, and yep. it was our first look at kind of uh, Matt Reeves, right? He's the director. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. His version of Batman with um, Robert Pattinson. And it's a it's dark gritty, you know. It's again, you know, it's DC, but it's a for me. It's it's interesting because we're seeing a a different kind of portrayal of Bruce Wayne. I I think from the trailer, he's he's oily, he's a little greasy, he's a skinnier kind of lanky Bruce Wayne, and it piqued my interest in terms of where they're going with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this especially a lot because we. T- we ended up talking about Pattinson a good amount on here. Yeah. You know, he's a good actor. He's in, he's in everything. Uh, but especially when we were, you know, doing good times. I think that's that's why we did good times, right? That's why I picked it, I think. Or, I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, we did good time. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving me a little... You like that an S, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh Yeah, he... Uh, what... Okay. The thing that I love most about the trailer is that it looks like its own thing in a Batman movie, right? The Christopher Nolan movies are amazing. Never going to get a Batman movie better than those movies in its lane. And in that, I mean, those are philosophical movies. You know, it's Christopher Nolan. He's a larger point. Each one is a large, you know, that's, that's what he's going after. That's what he always goes after. This looks like we are getting a Batman mystery. Like it might as well be like a two part Batman, the animated series episode. And I mean that in the best way. Like it looks like you're meaning they're, they're on, you're think they're leaning into the more detective. Well, they've already. I mean, that's where they. That was the starting point of where they like yeah. were started talking about it. Um, so like I we know that they are, but which is with the trailer even more so. It was like, oh, this is like a straight up Batman mystery, like early in his career, and I love it. I fucking love it. I'm so into it. It looks amazing. Everybody in it looks incredible. I mean, that cast is outrageous. That's you. You bring up a good point, Brandon. That I think like the biggest problem if you have like a singular critique that you can like give to Nolan's first two like I, I think Dark Knight Rises is trash but the first two movies are great and I and I think that um if you do have a critique though it's that he is more concerned with ideas than characters and right and, and that that goes across all of his movies all, for of sure. his, all of his movies for sure but in a mm-hmm. in a in a movie like Batman where like I don't know it, it I, I do agree to a point that it seems like this well, okay. It's a trailer. It's a piece of advertising. We actually have no idea what the movie is going to be like. Right. Goddamn good yeah. piece of advertising. Um, it it, <laughs> it looks, you know, I, I'm intrigued. I think that's the right word for it. I don't know if I'm excited yet because, you know, Josh, you say it looks like they're doing something different. It looks exactly like the rest of the DC stuff to me. It's like dark, unnecessarily gritty and grim. Uh, it seems like we've been doing this. Like this is the however most recent portrayal of Batman in the last five, like few years. I don't know. Yeah, like, do I don't think, think we know enough to know that they're doing anything quote unquote differently. Um, but from what we do see and what we do know, it seems like everybody on board is like, as opposed to like the justice league stuff where it's like, you can kind of tell certain people are there for a paycheck and certain people are like, kind of like studio by design. Like this seems like it's coming from more of a place of passion 
more of a, of like an very art, much so artistic like kind of statement almost. I agree that the cast is interesting. Uh, Joey Kravitz looks great. Robert Pattinson looks great. Uh, fucking Jeffrey Wright, come on, like that right? That's the best. He's, That's he's always he's one. always the best. Um, Paul Dano. So far, it sounds like they're making the same mistakes with Bane. I couldn't understand a word he was fucking saying. I was like, oh god, it's gonna be Bane all over again. But we didn't even see him. And also, again, let's keep in mind they just filmed this. Show, I, know, right? I know, so, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, I'm saying it's that, like, that was oh. the same thing. <laughs> it's actually funny though. You're right because that is the exact same issue with Bane. It was the original chair that came out, and everybody was like, I can't understand yeah, a word he's saying. Right? Fucking, we but know. Is, it, is it Bane or is it Hush? <laughs> No, I'm, no, 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 I'm no, no. saying for the other it, movie, for yeah. Dark Knight Rises, it was the issue with Bane where like nobody right. can understand what Tom Hardy was saying. Paul Dano's playing the Riddler in this one. Um, yeah, okay. But it, they're doing yep. the same thing with the voice where like, I remember when that teaser, do you guys remember it was in front of whatever fucking movie, but like the yeah, first, the first yeah. few minutes were, I, I, were like I in theaters. Remember. It was like Mission Impossible maybe in the first few minutes of Dark Knight Rises and then like everybody was like, I had no idea what the fuck Tom Hardy was saying. <laughs> I had no idea. It looked cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm nervous that that's going to be kind of the same thing. Uh, but like, I don't think so just because I just feel like that wasn't even it just sounds like that was a a they grabbed dialogue and threw it up as a narration like it just seems like they hadn't mastered it at all like it didn't it didn't <laughs> seem fair. it just didn't seem like it was like a a voice modulation issue it just seemed like a sound issue and that's just a guess but it like it doesn't sound like they had him in a booth or anything like they just grabbed his live sound and we're like yeah we have this for now let's throw it up on this trailer and maybe we're gonna have to redo it later you definitely you definitely could be right and i would assume that like regardless of what if that was the original intention like after they see people complain about it online they'll be like all right we gotta fix this um well it's it's funny just because that's exactly what happened with the other one yeah like it's it's literally like not learning from their mistakes which is like my biggest issue with these movies in general uh but But the last cast person i just wanted to is like i did like triple quadruple takes whenever Colin Farrell was on the screen. I was like, yeah, I was going to say that's, that was the biggest thing that I think people I noticed missed was cause it's really quick. You actually see like Colin Farrell, like full prosthetics, like as a penguin and you don't recognize him. You're like, what? Huh? Oh, well also wow. like, I don't think that's been fully confirmed yet. I mean, it's definitely him, but I don't think it's been just like fully confirmed yet. What do you mean? Just like, uh, I, nobody's come out and been like, yes, that is Colin Farrell. But he's playing the penguin. Like, who else could it be? Yeah, I know. I, I I know. I'm just saying. It's definitely him. I just don't think anybody, like, from the the Batman team has come out. But, sorry, I just wanted to say, I my whole point as well about what they're doing is just that, kind of like you said, I mean, we've seen a lot of different Batman movies, especially recently, you know? And they've even the recent ones where the tone seems the same as this, it's been very... Uh, story and character based in the wrong ways, mm-hmm. right? Their story and character based on the Justice League or on Superman, right? Batman's been kind of this intermediary character for these movies. Like when it was Ben Affleck, I mean. Right, because yeah. we never this got his standalone chance. movies that was rumored. It's like, because right. the last standalone Batman movie we've had is the Christian the Dark Knight Rises. Right, exactly. And so you have The Dark Knight Rises and those movies are, like we said, a very clear thing. You know, they're a very clear point about, you know, the symbols and all of the Christopher Nolan's doing his thing. It's great. Right. Before that, we got Tim Burton's and then we got Schumacher's. <laughs> Tim Burton's kind of goes back to that single case thing. Right. 
You know, the first two are like, boom, the Joker's here. He's fucking everything up. You got to stop him. Great. Second one, fucking Catwoman's running around being all awesome. And then Dan DeVito's being the man. And I don't even know what the Penguin's trying to do because it's Dan DeVito and he's the man. So he should let him do it. <laughs> it's this whole thing where like, we're going back to that in a way that we're really going to get like a mystery and a detective thing. But even then, it's like th- Tim Burton was famously like, I hate comic books. I don't read them. But it seems like well, yeah. it seems like Matt Reeves is like I fucking love comic books. Like no, know. no, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like we're we're getting the other side of Batman in comics, where they do. You know, you have all these different writers who write them different ways. We, I don't think I've ever seen a you know a Batman movie that's leaning this direction, which is what really interests me. Is that yeah? That's I don't what think the I'm, detective. I mean, we think you know, and it also it's it looks very you know DC. Um, which I don't think is a bad thing or should be a critique, but it, it'll be interesting to see how far Matt Reeves goes with the the real dark, real gritty, real mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, this is what DC could be instead of well, you know, the Joss Whedon makeover that Justice League had, which that trailer came out yeah, by the way. Wait, was, hold on, wait, can we get to that in a second? Because I definitely want to talk about that. But I just want to say about what you were talking about right then, and and if you guys didn't feel this way, okay. correct me. But at the end of that trailer, you have Pattinson come out in the bat suit, right? And all those guys are like, who the fuck are you? And then he ruthlessly beats that guy down. <laughs> yeah. Like, very well done. Clearly, that's what they're going for. But, like, we saw Ben Affleck's Batman do something similar in Batman versus Superman. Yep. And I didn't... Like, it was cool, right? It was cool to see. But it didn't hit me in any, like, way. That moment with Pattinson in that trailer, I was like... This I don't know what they, I, I don't know what they did. I don't know. It looked like they maybe sped it up a little bit, like him doing the fighting, but it just looked so ruthless. Well, yeah, I know. I definitely had that moment of like, oh fuck, because he goes back in it again for a couple more hits at the end. You're like, right. And so, but like, we're also thinking like, is this is this you know? Because um, Ben Affleck's Batman, you know, was a little bit older. You know, mm. it's we never got his like trilogy, or whatever Ben Affleck wanted to do with it, but. You know, this with Robin Pattinson, we're looking like we're almost getting like almost like a a younger Batman, almost like, a, you know, the Christian Bale and Batman Begins, but in a different kind of, you know, not right. as a polished no, I think lens. The, 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 the soul of the character being a little different and not in a negative way. I mean, it's one of those things that happens with comic characters. There's so many different versions. I mean, in Batman, you literally have there's Dark Knight Batman. There's the detective Batman. Like these are just like different kind of writing variations of the character, you know? Yeah. There's like the Batman that's always on his own. There's the Batman that we have now that has 13 kids. All of them have been Robin. Like, and I love that <laughs> shit. I'm just saying there's a, you know, we've been writing Batman for what? Almost a hundred years, 75 years. Yeah. Like there's what I'm very 75 years. I mean, he, he came out what in the how 60s? Long have we been Batman? I, I mean, I guess, Batman? I'm sorry. I guess when no. you're like, when you're, th- when you, when you put it into perspective, it's just like that sentence sounds fucking bizarre. Like when you say it out Hold loud. On. Wait, but then it's like, the shoes I have over here are like a hundredth anniversary. Let me check. Hold on. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, we're not on camera. I just realized. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Take a picture and then we'll put it up. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do something with them because they're super dope. But have you seen these yet? Look at these. Robin yeah, shoes. That's so cool. Those from great. K-Swiss. How fun to fire those. We'll have to cut this part uh, out because nobody can know what we're talking sorry. about. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. Batman's definitely been around for like. Like a, a while, 40s, a while, a while. Yeah, You're right. 40s, 50s. I forgot. Well, um, so okay. I don't want to like piss on your parades or anything. Like it's it's cool, it's exciting. Maybe it'll be good. I hope it is. 
But for me, it's just like, it's the same. I don't, I don't get how it's so different. I feel like when they tweet out like, this movie's going to go dark and explore Bruce Wayne's trauma. It's like, that's the last four times. Like I almost right. would rather them go Adam West with it. Like Joel Schumacher. I would <laughs> almost rather them do that. Like have like, you bring back the bat nipples, bring back the bat credit. Let it be fun. Let, let it be fun. Like I would, but I want the- it to be fun. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah, totally fair. I mean, I, totally I, I get the entertain wanting an entertainment movie and not a, a challenging artful movie. Well, but she's fucking they, Batman. He's a, but, he's but a billionaire can't. and he spends his time beating up mentally ill people. It's silly. Yeah, he, it's a kid's comic book. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. DC and Warner Bros. and whatever yeah. can't do that. Yeah, they right just want to be just edgy. Can't. Just like, Ugh. No, no, it's also, he no, beats, no, but it's also. breaks bones and he beats the shit out of people. He's dark. Uh, He's angry. But realistically, as you know, it's the space that they own right I now. I know. I mean, Marvel, Marvel owns. Marvel did it first and they nailed it. Yeah. The comedy, comedy superhero right. space. They murdered it. But also, they own it. also, counterpoint, Shazam. Shazam did great. Yeah, I knew, I knew you were going to say that. But Shazam's <laughs> one movie. Marvel has 24 of them and every one of them is funnier than half of Shazam. And I like Shazam a lot. I'm just saying that's what Marvel does, right? Counter, I, I, counterpoint... Counterpoint, DC also has different, like we just mentioned, different characters. So the Wonder Woman trailer in 1884, or mm-hmm. 1984. 1884. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll watch that um, movie. <laughs> D- Wonder Woman 84 comes out. It's a completely different tone. It's a little bit, you know, you got your the 80s mall. You got, you know, it's a little more oh, bright or whatever. It's just and stranger then, things again. You yeah, know, the 80s and nostalgia. Is, oh, man. I right, love but, the 80s. But, you know, Patty Jenkins did mention that the second one, 80s, and then the, the third one will be present dates. Like, she's been trying to, like, they get her to the present They already have the next one planned. Uh, um, but Patty yeah, Jenkins is back? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like No, Patty she's Jenkins. on board for sure. But, like, I'm saying that, like, yes, Batman is his own thing, but that's brooding, dark, detective, I hate everybody. That's the character, right? Wonder Woman's different. Cyborg will be different. The Flash will be even, you know, well, okay. more different. Can we talk about that for a second? And then, you know, Aquaman, yada, yada, yada. So you're all going to well, get different kind of tones for these movies, you know? Well, two. I mean, two things. Because The Flash, you guys have heard about all that. No, so, I don't have any idea what's going on. Okay. Well, I got they some. they fire Miller? No. No. Uh, in fact, they hired both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. Yeah, oh, ben I knew Affleck's about that. I, yeah. I thought you were talking about the Flash. I want, I want to know what's going on with no, Ezra. No, no, for the Flash, so no, it's the, the Flash, Flash Point movie. Or, or no, Flash yeah, yeah, great. But movie. what's going on with Ezra? Like that was big news. Nothing, and nothing, then, nothing. Oh, so just nothing. like I said, how Seriously. everybody was going to forget about it in a week. Well, I don't even forget about we it. Have or all like, forgot about it. Mm, interesting. For, well, yeah, no, and I, I, we knew that was going to happen. It's like especially when like nothing like official really came yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like. Hey man, but, all we saw is a video. Like I don't know what the fuck happened. So if he's gotten, if it's all good, it's all good. I guess. Like who the hell knows? Yeah, he was like, "Shit, I need something to change the news cycle." And then the fucking world was afflicted by a plague. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Thanks, <laughs> good looking." He out, was God. also like, "Guys, have you seen Amber Heard? Come on, why are we coming after me? Have you seen what's going on in this lawsuit?" <laughs> yeah, he got a little. He got a, he got a little too handsy with somebody who was like bothering him in public. Uh, and then Amber Heard was like, well, I shit in Johnny Depp's bed and cut off his finger. <laughs> it's the cra- I mean, we don't have to get into it, but it is the craziest stuff ever. That whole lawsuit and court case is insane. Yeah, it's a crazy I fucking did, world. Um, but a couple things, you know, this is the Snyder Cut um, yes. trailer did come out. Yes. You saw, you saw a hint of Dark Side. I think the story 
um, is that this is kind of before Darkseid becomes the armored Darkseid. That's why we don't see him in the armor. And I, there's something, there's some lore. Josh, about, I, I don't know much about the Darkseid. Yeah, for Josh, sure I think that was a, that's a flashback. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think but two scenes that, that are added to the trailer that I love was that you actually get Iris West. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Allen saves Iris West in some, you know, accident and assist. So I'm like, oh, cool. Great. They yeah. have a, the the major love interest. For More Barry. characters to keep track of. Great. But you don't <laughs> really have to keep track of. Already. Oh, God. Okay. Brandon, I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about you. I'm done. I'm yes, going to gonna... Cyborg has his football scene. You know, you get his, some of his backstory and a lot of scenes with his dad and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to the, that's the gonna be, beefing up of that. That's going to be the big one, right? Especially with what happened with uh, Ray Fisher coming out and, and, you know, saying that Joss Whedon and the rest of them were all abusive i, I want to say i want to make sure i'm saying the right thing i'm not i can't remember exactly what his tweet said but he didn't say they were racist right like he didn't claim they were racist he said they were being like abusive um, i just want to make sure i'm saying the right so thing i i don't have it in front of me but what i remember him yeah. saying was that like i think ray fisher was just commenting that like joss whedon spent like a good part of the 90s and pretty much all of the 2000s uh building this reputation of himself as being like this like hyper agreeable like very feminist like kind of like spokesperson ally type guy but has there's always been these like rumblings about how he was like like an asshole behind the scenes and rude and dismissive and and mean and so by like saying abusive i think that has like a lot of connotations to it now yeah yeah, no i'm not saying i know you're not i know i know but i just want to make sure i I, so i think what he was saying is like yeah he was he's not a nice person He's actually right. an asshole. He was very rude. And I and I feel like, I you know, he never said racist. He never said any of these things. Right. But he said enough that kind of he's like, I just want to, like, illuminate that he isn't he is not this, like, flawless character right. that he paints himself to be. And I think that sucks yeah. because, like, I like Buffy. I like Firefly. Like, I enjoy the first Avengers movie for what it is. Like, and yeah. it's a bummer when these people that you admire and make stuff that you like turn out to be. But at the same time, like, you know, fuck that guy then. Like, if he's an asshole, then, like, fuck him. Well, that's the thing. And it's like, okay, if it's, if he's being an asshole, right? And that's, like, the line, yeah. right? Because it's not illegal to be an asshole, you know? It's a dick move, and fuck you. But, yo, it's not illegal to be an asshole, right? And we can't just destroy people and cancel people for being an asshole. But if he's an asshole, then he probably shouldn't be getting hired. And people, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, well, that that, I mean, stuff, no one's. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. It's the what same you're thing saying. with like. It's the same thing with like Ellen and stuff like that. It's not like for okay. And I'm I want to be very specific what I'm talking about here. So I'm just making a distinction between like cancel culture and this stuff because I don't feel like this is cancel culture per se. I feel like that's just somebody being an asshole for 20 years and it catching up to them. Yeah, nobody's it's just happening at the same time. Nobody's you know? saying these people like I, I don't know. Should, like nobody's saying Joss Whedon should be in jail. No one's saying Ellen needs. No, to no, that's face, what like, I, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same thing with like the the Ellen stuff. You know, yeah, treat it's people like, better. It's not illegal. Or you're not going to work. It's just yeah. yeah don't be a dick. Now you don't have a show because your uh, yeah. staff was being this like, fucking assholes to each this, other. This like myth. This like how we've like romanticized like the maverick like director, for instance, who's just like he's like an asshole and he pushes people, but like he gets the performance out of you. But like you can do that and be nice. Like you can do that and exactly, pay your employees yeah. fair wages. Yeah. Like you can I, treat yeah, people fairly. I mean, <laughs> like I, I, I can tell you on a personal level that as an actor, you will get a better performance out of me every time 
by having a conversation with me and not trying to like manipulate me into where you want me to be. Like, yeah. I, I'm just going to get frustrated and I'm going to tell you to fuck off. Brandon, I'm not going to tell you to fuck all off. All directing is, is mental manipulation to get the actor to do what you want. I don't mean to spoil your, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I say the things that I, you need to hear so that uh, you can, it's all, I'm all mind gaming you, bro. Inception. Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I just did a Jedi mind trick to Brandon. You forget this conversation. Um, See, it's funny that you say that, though, because one of the reasons I love working with you as a director is because of that exact point. Is that like when you have something that you need to tell me, you're like, Brandon, no. I'm like, OK, yeah. <laughs> this is very straightforward. And that's what I love. Or you're just like, hey, way more, way less. And I'm like, all right, got it. <laughs> like, yeah, just, no, I mean, communication is very clear. Last, so we can get back into uh, a tombstone. The 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 Snyder Cut trailer did, did, does feel totally different um and i know that's a it doesn't have its weight with uh sir cushing here but i didn't see it but i feel like but it does feel very different and it i'm excited to see closer to when it comes out because it's going to be a four-hour miniseries so four one-hour episodes that's the most twice as as much footage but it's going to be finished published footage to see what story he wanted to tell Right. And that's and that's the most important thing in my mind is that, look, it was uh, the problem in the first place when you watch the Justice League and we all did together in theaters. And it was like, I agreed. I agreed to Caleb. I admitted that I get it. It was a terrible movie. And the problem was the movie makes no sense. It's cut to shit. The story doesn't make any sense. How in the world is Steppenwolf your bad guy? He's not a bad guy. He's a sidekick. Anyways, the original movie was supposed to be something like three and a half hours anyway. So I guess they were just like take the four hours, don't cut stuff and give the full story, especially on the heels of like Ray Fisher coming out and being like, hey, what the fuck? They cut everything. I'm interested to see it now without the time constraints with the extra money than being able to go back and finish it. And it's a very interesting opportunity to see the original vision, which we don't get. You know, I don't remember this happening. I, uh, so, I, I I disagree, honestly. We don't have to get into it, but I think Zack Snyder's a fucking baby. I don't think he's made, like, a good movie, really, ever. Like, honestly. Like, if I'm being honest with myself. And just, like, watching, like, the Twitter shit where, like, you know, I, I think that, like, stuff like Screen Rant and, like, all these, like, YouTube channels and these e-magazines that are designed to just, like, take pot shots at, like, easy, like, nitpick, like, already unpopular stuff. Like, that's lazy. And, like, fuck those people, too. But, like, when these, like, Twitter people who are just trying to pay their bills are like, oh, the Snyder Cut, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Zack Snyder goes on Twitter and is like, the Marvel movies are for babies and this movie's for adults. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a comic book movie. And that's fine. But, like, this movie's for adults. You're a fucking loser. You're a lunatic. Like, get over yourself. You're not Citizen Citizen King. You're not Orson (laughs) Welles. You make it's like what are you? It's just like I uh, just rubbed me the wrong way. But like, sure. If if it's good, and if it, I will I will admit I will be humble. I will say I was wrong. I enjoyed it. I promise. I'm not. But you above. have to give it a fair chance for it to to be open to actually be open to your mind being changed. And Dude, right now it doesn't it is, sound yeah. like your mind. Well, mind hold on. Is open I want to change. Can I touch on on something Caleb just said that I just find really interesting because it just sparked like a thought in my mind. So that that whole notion, right, about Snyder, what Snyder said, which is, OK, obviously don't say that. That's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to put out there just as a statement. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that, don't do that. As long as you, you know, agree also, with that 
what I just said. Oh, 100%, also, like, yeah. Again, like Zack Snyder, how many friends do you have that have been in the 24, you know, Marvel movies? I was just like, I don't get it. Anyways, yeah, yeah. we should all get along. I like them all. Again, I'm a huge comic <laughs> book nerd, right? That's what I grew up on. One of the reasons I first got into acting was, you know, that type of stuff. You guys know this, obviously. But it's interesting when you said that, like, you know, how he's looking at it, right? And he wants to make it this adult thing or whatever. And that's great. But the way you said that was so interesting to me because you're a writer, right? So you create your own stories and your own characters, right? And in a very incredible way, in a nuanced way, and they're built, they're real stories. You know what I mean? Like Dusty's my favorite character I've ever played. If I had to pick a movie in 10, 15 years, right? Like let's say I was in in a position where they were like, hey, do whatever you want, produce a movie. Mm -hmm. We're gonna give you all the money in the world, pick what you wanna do. There's almost no way that for me, and for something that I'm going to take full seriously and put my full heart into and soul, that's probably going to be Batman or something like that or the Justice League. So it's just it's it was an interesting thought when you said that being like, huh, I kind of get both perspectives of it. You know, Well, let me clarify, because I don't when I say I don't mean to not that pe- that you can't take it seriously, quote unquote, like that's not what I'm saying. What no, I'm no, no, saying totally, is totally. it is a ridiculous thing to say this movie's for adults. No, it's absolutely. And I'm like, read, it's yeah. really, Zach, it's really not. This is for even fucking- if it's <laughs> Look, even if it's the best version of it and the darkest version of it, and it, let's say we will watch it and it knocks our socks off. It's amazing. It should still... <laughs> knock a 13 year old yeah, socks off nine times more he's wearing a cape zach they're wearing capes and tights but the, but the, but the point is like it should make those kids inspired right yeah there's a reason like, the genre it, is young adult like teenagers it has you know it, what i mean even if you're doing it for adults it has to be for everyone yeah in like, a way this like should it, be something that younger people can be like oh look you know, because they're the fucking people you should be marketing to because they buy toys, you dipshit. <laughs> like, yeah, know? but it's always going to be it's I mean, it's always going to be that way anyway. Right. Like at the same time, like yeah. I remember watching Saving Private Ryan when I was like seven years old. So well, it, it kind of also doesn't matter. Right. The more that they're like, hey, this is for adults, the more kids are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's also true. I, I just I, I, I hear what you're saying, Brandon. And, and I, I think that's a good thing that you that you said and brought up for me. It was more like Zack Snyder's so delusional and full of himself that it's like comical. Oh, no, totally. It was just a thought that popped into my mind. Of course, I I would never fucking say that you can't treat the subject matter seriously like that. That's also ridiculous. But there's a difference between treating a subject matter seriously and then being like, this is the most fucking important thing ever because it's not. Well, I mean, and also like even just the two trailers we're talking about, there's a difference in in the feeling of the Batman and the Just and Justice League. Yeah, and I, mean, I think I it's know. exactly that. Like, well, and I think, and I do think that uh, Matt Reeves Batman, wherever he's going with it, and with whatever the HBO series in two years is going to be, I don't, I don't think it's actually going to be part of the the Justice League DCU canon. Like they're not, like again, like the Joker, like. Uh, I'm just gonna say the Joker, <laughs> like the no, Joker. But that's why they're, you know, where they like they just made an they're making an isolated. This is the these are the characters. These are this is my version of this. This is what I see it as, and it's gonna be a standalone thing. I don't think they're trying to know. pull Robert Pattinson into the. But the they, mix. here's the thing: they have Flashpoint, so at a certain point, they get to do whatever the fuck they want. And that's the that's the thing, right? right? So, so that's we'll what see. they're doing Flashpoint, so they can rewrite everything. Which, by the way, 
obviously like we knew Michael Keaton was coming back last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. But Ben Affleck like apparently officially signed on. Yeah. And I love that. I hope they give him just one amazing scene to go off on as Bruce Wayne. Like he didn't get that yeah, at all. He was very much. And uh, I really hope that they're like, Hey, you know, that scene that you love that you wrote in the Batman, like that you were going to do. Well, we took it. We moved it around a little bit to make it work for this. So you can do it. Like, I hope it's yeah, something like that, you know, and we just get to see Ben Affleck go out there and do what he wanted to do for a minute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all, cause I would love to, you know, we'd all love to be a, I'd love to be a Batman at some point, but you know, cause that's like my hero growing up. Um, so if they give Ben Affleck that shot, then, you know, hell yeah. <laughs> it's um, interesting. I feel like I look at you and I, I see like, you'd be like Oliver Queen in a second. <laughs> I could be a playboy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You Dude, like that's, the the one, that's the one comic that I have. I've never gotten into is Green Arrow, but I love the CW Arrow. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, dude, check out the Kevin Smith run. Kevin it's Smith? Fantastic. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, he, he wrote a he wrote Shall a I Arrow. just hard, hard pivot? Get back into we gotta Tombstone. Get back to Tombstone. Uh, wait, right? hold on. I got it. I, wait, wait. I got a smooth pivot. Smooth, so speaking okay. of Batman, the greatest of all Batman, Val Kilmer, playing yes, one of his greatest Jesus characters. <laughs> Doc. He's the, he's uh, the no, best. I, he was the best in he, the like, full stop. But like, I don't think that should take away from anyone else's performance because no, like, no, no. when I tell you, Brandon, that I would, I definitely, I don't even want to say probably, I definitely would have hated this movie. If it weren't for the fact that every single role is perfectly cast, like whoever cast this film deserves mm-hmm. like every award for casting ever top to bottom. There's not a week to, like everybody okay, showed okay. up and everybody hit a home run. Like it I was actually ridiculous. have I actually have an opposite opinion only about one person. Uh-oh. The only person that and it wasn't even. It wasn't them exactly. It was more the chemistry, but I could not deal with the lack of chemistry between Kurt Russell and the main girl. That was the only thing that annoyed me. His like they had his that wife w- or the actress, the actress, that the, the actress. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the only character that didn't seem to hit for me, and I was like, I don't know why you're not landing at all. Uh, um, was it because it's really weird how they introduce him with a wife and then it's like, oh, but she's a drug addict, so it's okay if he cheats on her? Because that was yeah. fucking weird. And then there was this weird, <laughs> also, like, but can metaphor. we talk about how she gives a phenomenal performance? Like, she's doing a great job. I, yeah. I think, I thought everybody, like, I mean it when I say everybody was good. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. they might not have had the, the most chemistry, but I thought that her isolated performance, like, as that woman was great still. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. Her on her own was great. I just, for some reason, when they were together... I just there was like there was just a weird lack of chemistry for me well, watching I think it. Part I of like, it could be the writing in terms of they the, when they first hang out by themselves, they're on horses, and the whole line of like, oh, your your mares and yeah, she's and like, oh, how oh, do your you horse know? is ready to fuck, and she's like, oh yeah, <laughs> they're like let's run it out of them, <laughs> and like, then they the like there's the a whole scene watching? of him the- them cha- like riding their horses, and then they. They find this area that's with all these red flowers and they lay on a blanket and then they ask yeah. their philosophy of life and what makes you happy, which I think is all awesome questions to be asking someone in 1879 oh. or 1880 when this movie takes place. But it's like, it was interesting, that idea of like, are you happy? It's like, what? that's a silly question. What, what is the motion? What a question is Yo, that? Of but, course but Also I'm that, happy. when he's, can we talk <laughs> about that for a second? Because I don't know if you guys noticed. And in that, that's the exact same scene where I'm sitting there being like, the chemistry just feels off to me in this scene. And then he's getting upset. And I'm watching Kurt Russell. And I'm like, I, 
I'm trying to decide in my mind. I'm like, I can't tell if I love what you're doing in this scene or I hate it. And then as he's freaking out, his face is getting like beat red with embarrassment. And I was like, oh, that's some deep work right there. That's there's yeah, a lot of undermined work going even on. Down, and I'm a huge fan. Even down to the the quick little bit at the end when they're taking refuge at the rancher's house. Yeah. Um, Ryan told me this. I didn't know who the actor was, but he said Fucking that Charlton Heston. Okay, great. I'm not a Western guy. Like I don't know these. I don't know the genre very well. Or, yeah, but it's Charlton Heston. I. The name doesn't do anything for me. What, what movies would I know? Him from? Also, fucking really quick. Sorry, I want you to finish your point. But before we started talking about this, Josh said something fucking crazy. Brandon, he was like, "Yeah, you know, like every every everybody in the cast is great. You know, like blah 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 blah, uh, and and even the guy from George in the Jungle." And I was like, "Who?" And then he was like oh, the, no. the 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 <laughs> church guy, and I said, "You mean Sandman from Spider Man 3? How is George of the Jungle your fucking pull for him? How is that your reference for Thomas Hayden Church?" The world dude? is crazy, and oh unique. my god, that was Thomas Hayden Church. That's what I'm saying. I could not, for the fucking life of me, figure out who that was. I because he's so young. He was, was way like, younger. He didn't have any of his Sandman wrinkles. I <laughs> could not, fi- and I was looking. Like easy, he's a, the blonde guy. Know? The one who ends up pulling his gun on Doc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the shootout. Yeah. yeah. I was sitting there the entire movie being like, you look so familiar. Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, but it's, I told Caleb, I countered that with, it's, it is it is interesting, though, what, when you first see an actor, you're like, oh, where do I know him from? Right. And the first thing that popped in my head, for whatever reason, when I first watched <laughs> this movie, was Georgia the fucking jungle. And I, I read oh, the Fraser insane. one. What? The Brendan Fraser one or a different Yeah, one? the Brendan yeah. Fraser one. Is there a different one? I, I I figure there. I think there are. I think there's. Uh, you know what? No, no I'm just thinking. But George of the Jungle is that. <laughs> there's only you know. one George the Jungle. <laughs> so I. Tarzan, so. It's just it's funny. But to my point though is that like what Caleb, to Caleb's point of like this the cast being stacked. Like I don't, you know, bringing in one of the most you know famous Western actors as just like this little this like character that like has a prop predominant role in this in the in the part of the story where they need to find refuge and before wow. the final montage of taking out the cowboys or whatever and um and i thought it was i thought it was great um i do think uh to caleb's point last episode when he said uh the quintessential dad movie <laughs> yeah after watching it i d- that's all i could think about is the one-liners yeah. the it's the it's the guns it's the it's the girls it's the you know the cowboys and the it's just yeah dads everywhere like watch this movie like on sunday afternoons like with heineken's in their hands <laughs> yes. and being like on tnt you know what i mean or like amc and sitting there being like i'll be your huckleberry like, i'll be your huckleberry <laughs> or like one of the lines i wrote down was when a russell's like uh slow on kid i'm you know i'm sorry first off i'm not your kid and uh oh god what was it um well, then he bashes him in the face. Oh, he's like, easy, kid. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm not easy, and I ain't your kid. And you can take that I'm sorry and shove it up your ass. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, everybody's so confrontational. Everybody is so, but like. those, and that's what was what I thought really worked, right? Because there's a shit ton of that, right? But then you have Doc roaming around just dropping super calm lines on everyone during that. So, like, I think it's either just before or just after that when the guy comes out with a shotgun to shoot Wyatt and Doc comes out and knows the guy. Yeah. And, he, and it's the first time Doc and them see each other uh, for the first, you know, since they moved back to town. Yeah. And Doc just starts talking to him and then he starts talking like Wyatt and the brothers and just like, 
it's just showing the difference between like those four and everybody else running around and their kind of calmness in the situation yeah was Val really Kilmer nice was like oh, get the fuck out of here like <laughs> yeah. yeah this guy who's like ready to murder his but he's like hey, just get the give me your well, gun and get the fuck mind out. you <laughs> you know kurt russell just got done slapping the shit out of him in the in you the oriental do like, something game or you're gonna yeah. stay in there and bleed it's like oh my god do it whatever are you gonna jerk that pistol it's so <laughs> and and look okay so actually you know what this is what i mean this movie has stakes right like it gets dramatic and there's tension but there's yeah. also like this is what a batman movie should be like it's goofy and like there's one-liners and it's like fun and silly at while it's also like serious do you know what i mean like i don't i mean I don't, I, yes i i know what you mean personally i disagree but i know what you yeah, mean I, I, and I, I know what you mean i just think batman is not that character anymore where it was for sure but now we've gone too far and there's a host of other characters to do that with well i'll also I argue with the, the 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 amount of physical comic books batman comic books that i have personally read batman is not the character to be fun and to be joking around. That's what I was just going to say too, Josh. But by the way, like you're right. I've Caleb, never read a, get I've to that never point. Re- read a Batman comic where I was like, ah, oh, Batman, that one liner, you know what I mean? But Josh, his, his cast of characters around him are sure. Right? Yeah. Dick no. Grayson, Jason Todd, all those yes. guys. So there is, I think there is a place for that. Caleb. It's just in the future. They need a well-established world for Batman first, and then you can bring in the cast of crew around him that can be hilarious. I mean, you can get a hilarious Alfred in there to change the whole movie. You remember, you know? you remember when they tried to do that with Jeremy Irons, and he was just like murdering people with the Batmobile, and he was like, oh my, like, <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you doing? Like, sorry. Anyway, anyway, Tombstone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, what about when, when Doc is like, the guy does the whole crazy gun show on him, and then Doc has like his little cup, little and he does it? Like, it's like, great. It's just a good scene. It's just like, okay, you have all this tension and then you have this character dog who just t- completely deflates the tension because he can. Well, and then it's, I <laughs> think it's, humor. it's a, it's a great character betrayal of like, you mind you, Doc Holliday has, you know, tuberculosis or consumption, you know, and he's dealing with the progressing levels of his illness while also, you know, standing up for his friend Wyatt and things like that and against the Cowboys and lawlessness. Oh, that's another aspect of this movie that they check. It's the law and order versus the lawlessness. And it's like, this yeah, it feels really weird to watch that in 2020 with everything going on. Honestly, we won't, uh, we won't like yeah, let's get not. into another thing. I know Brandon <laughs> doesn't want to do that, but I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that it, it does feel a little strange. Right. Where it's um, the, this yeah. idea of, you know, I told Ryan when we were watching it on Sunday, that I can understand certain parts of the country that would take a movie like like the Western, right? The Western genre and this like idea of like the Wild West and being able to like start up because that's the whole thing with Tombstone, right? It was like one of the most booming cities in the West at the time where, you know, you go there, you can make a name for yourself, you can get into business, you can, you know, and you could get in a fight and shoot somebody and then just get your gun taken away by the by the the sheriff or whatever and be like yeah you have to do it oh we were legal you know it's like this idea of like oh wouldn't it be cool to like go back to the to a time when you know we could just ride our horses everywhere and like you know shoot up people yeah. but but in this movie i think what helps counter just the the masturbatoriness of like old wild west kind of that mentality the vibrato 
is that you have a close relationship between the brothers, you know, right. Uh, taking away the whole Shawshank redemption scene in the rain with the blood on his hands. And he's like, <laughs> get away, get from, away me. from me. Get away. It's like, oh, I was my like, God. oh whoa, Kurt. Whoa. There is a, there is a, <laughs> I was surprised at the level of like emotional resonance, resonance in the movie. Like, it's it's very it's a very weird tone. Like there is like a lot of like kind of like soap opera esque like melodrama, and and I don't think it's bad necessarily. I just it's like Tombstone. The posters, the four guys walking to the shootout. It's like, er, uh, but it's like really sappy. Like this movie ends on a square dance in the snow. Yeah. Like it's uh, kind yeah. of <laughs> kind of like cheesy. Well, and, and it's then, interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. It's funny that I didn't remember the ending. Like I remembered the ending wherein, you know, Kurt Russell kills everybody, but I did not remember <laughs> the ending of like, oh, okay. Speaking of sappy. And I wonder if this had to be like one of those, you know, uh, fuck ups at the end where they decided to change everything because they didn't like how audience responded to the ending or something. But he literally goes back to find the girl mm-hmm. after Doc tells him to and all that. And he gives this speech where he's like, I don't know how we're going to make money. I don't know what we're going to do, but let's just hit the <laughs> road or whatever. She's and like, she's just like, don't oh, worry, my family's rich. My and they family's just laugh. Rich. And, which I was like, okay, there's nothing wrong with any of that. I was just right. like, that's no, hilarious. Yeah. But but also that's like, not that, how it ends because then they dance and then the narrator's like, and then everybody lived happily ever after except Wyatt's ex-wife oh. who fucking killed herself. Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. I'm pretty sure, and I don't think I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure there's a tombstone too, which made that end narration real weird. Tombs. Can I like, look it up right did now? They, did they spell it like? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Did they spell it like T W O? No, they like did to- not. Like tombstone. Oh, get they out of here! Okay. Get, <laughs> get out of my face with that. Wait, <laughs> hold like, on. Apocalypse later. Like get. Yeah, Apoc- and then the prequel is Apocalypse okay. before. Pre-apocalypse. Pre- uh, yeah, post-apocalypse, pre-apocalypse. Yeah, okay, Josh, I see you. Um, Sorry, we're just brainstorming over here. <laughs> I was wrong. Okay, great. Is this is, this I feels think. like a sequel in some ways. I would believe that there's a movie before this, just with like how in the beginning. With like, how, like Wyatt, everybody's Wyatt like, Earp, like in Kansas. All of us are back together. Yeah. <laughs> like our, us brothers and our mustaches. I would like to say, like <laughs> one of the, the, well, mind you, the whole you know, my family's rich and all like, I guess in that time, so like dumb. if you can afford to be, go and be an actor so and go to these theaters where people shoot at you. Um, can you imagine it's giving like, like a Henry, a bro- Henry the eighth, like monologue while someone shoots the pillar next to you? You're like, Oh, cool. I, it's yeah. just, it's just like you have a mo like there's no drama. Like everything is just undercut by it. Like, you know, it's like, you have to make this a happy ending. Like it's literally no. like, Oh, what do we find out? Okay. Wow. And I had a full, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You know, when they first go into, oh, okay, that dude that he beats the shit out of in the bar and slaps the fuck out of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like that first dealer guy and it comes out with the shotgun? Yeah. You know how like you're watching that and you're like, who the fuck is that guy? He looks super familiar and he kind of looks like a fat Billy Bob Thornton. It's a hundred percent Billy Bob yeah. Thornton wearing a fat suit. Yeah. I had this argument with Galvin last night. We were watching the movie. And we were like, who the fuck? And I was like, it's either, it's either like fat Billy Bob Thornton or skinny Vincent D'Onofrio. I can't tell. And they're both like, well, they're definitely wearing a lot of makeup. It's so yeah. I just looked it up. He it's also ad libbed the entire scene until like really? up until I think when Kurt Russell comes up to him and they start having their scene, like his stuff, you know, the, the behind the stuff is all ad libbed. 
Like the that's odd. I'm gonna that's shoot great. you into that cougar's ass or whatever the the line is. Um, but going back, it's no like the, yes, the ending was a little. That's why with like when you talk about structurally as a story, you have you know you have your stasis, you have your intrusion, you have your like you know your conflicts to your the the climax, and then you have the new stasis. It's like and then in the most basic dramatic structure form. I do enjoy that going into like leaning into the dad kind of movie is that there's not one, but two montages of just murdering, of just murdering all the cowboys (laughs) and nobody, in my opinion, nobody aims in this movie. Um, Everybody just shoots. Nobody reloads. It's like a video, like it's not even like a video game because in video games you have to reload, but here it's like everybody has unlimited ammo and they're just shooting people. And I'm Great, awesome, awesome Western kind it's the of shit. The shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's fucking cool, dude. Going with like the melodrama, it's like remember the train when he like he like tells That's tells, like tells Ike to now run, you cur, and tell him I'm coming. I'm I, coming, and hell's coming with the me. The only reason it's I don't like, like that scene is because <laughs> now Sam Elliott's not in the movie anymore, and I'm like, right, Sam the Elliott's the man. So yeah. like, what the fuck? But then like, obviously, yeah. and then like Michael Rooker's like, I'm on your team, and then he's dead. I was like, oh, my God, Michael Rooker has hair. <laughs> yeah. And like uh, he was just a, a cypher sore ass. I was like, oh, he's the man. He's good in good everything, dude. dude. Like every yeah. movie he shows up in. And now he's like got this like newfound fame with like The Walking Dead and the Marvel stuff. But like he used to be like that guy. Like he was like that character actor guy. Yeah. who was like, yeah, everything yeah. Who's just in everything. Yeah. And then uh, no, he's, Frank he's Darabont awesome. was like, yeah, you can be in one episode of The Walking Dead. And then he, him and Norman Reedus were like, oh, no, we're taking over the show. <laughs> yeah well we're the most- did he even come back in it what, what did he did michael rooker come back to the walking dead uh yeah he point? was he was yeah. in that like one episode and then like they made norman reedus a main character and then a few seasons later michael rooker came back but they killed him off again yeah and i think that was always the intention that's why they cast michael rooker in the first place yeah because they knew from the comics that he was coming back yeah but he's dead now all right yeah um somebody somebody that we haven't uh talked a lot about michael bean as uh like Cause like they set up powers booth to be like the main bad guy. He's like the guy with like the big mustache, uh, curly, curly but, but yeah. like just, and like Johnny Ringo's like the secondary antagonist, but then they kill curly yeah. first and Johnny Ringo's like the bad yeah. guy. And then like, so Michael Bain from, uh, from aliens, uh, plays, um, Johnny Ringo. And like, it looks like, okay. it looks like they're trying to do maybe like brown face. And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't think no, so. Think he looks just a little, no. Cause he speaks Spanish and he looks like a little tan. Like, I don't know. It's Latin. It seems, speaks- it seems like, well, no, in the be- very beginning scene when he's yelling at the Mexicans and he's like, and they're like, your English is worse than your Spanish. Your sp- well, no, I no, I understand that. But like, he does understand. He does speak Spanish. The character speaks Spanish. The character speaks Latin. Cause they have a Latin. Yeah, I know. It just, it, it just with the you know? shade of, cause that's not how dark he normally is, is what I'm saying. No. Or in other well, movies. I've yeah. Seen. I, Okay, but I don't think it was like I don't. It, it looks like he sat out in the sun for a while, not like was wearing. Like, I hope that's what it. I, I at the beginning of the movie, I was like, "Oh my god, they're doing brown face." I didn't. I didn't see that. If I'm wrong, that's fucked up. I hope not I because hope I because no, the rest of the movie doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a blatant like. Yeah, I, I just so. was worried. I think is what yeah. it was. I was like, "Don't do this." Because I want to like Michael Bain because yeah. he's fucking he's good, awesome. Man. And he was great. That whole thing, the whole thing with him and Doc uh, uh, speaking Latin and then they're about to kill each other. I'm like, hold on, time out. You're going to kill the only other person 
in the world that speaks Latin? <laughs> yeah, I guess literally, it is a dead language. Yeah, uh, um, I do think it's interesting though because the the setup with that and that some of the shots that are in this movie were very you know sexy, sexy, cheesy, whatever you want to call it. He like, literally stepped out of the shadows. <laughs> it was like it's me. Uh, our game may resume. It's just like, what are you doing? Like somehow, somehow he makes it work. Yeah. But on paper, none of this should work. Like the music no, is so awful. <laughs> and like quintessentially and that's 90s. That's what you're talking about with the casting. Yeah. It doesn't work if it's not Sam Elliott. It doesn't work if it's not uh, Kurt Russell. All of those Paxton, lines. Yeah. The slapping the shit out of Billy Bob, the freaking out at the thing. Like you need Kurt Russell especially at the time to deliver such ridiculous lines in such an awesome way. They def- definitely right? anchor it. it very well. But the shot that I'm, I'm, I was leaning to was the very first shot um, of Ringo when, you know, Curly Bill or whatever the, the, the original cowboy leader was saying like, what did, what did he, what did he mean? And he was talking, he was quoting the Bible and he has this whole Bible quote of like the, and then the camera zooms in onto his face and there's just a, I would say a second too long, maybe yeah. two seconds too long of this, of his look with his mouth open and just gazing off. I'm like, that's such a straight guy. Like, <laughs> you know, they get excited about that. You're like, it's, Oh uh, yeah. I'm yeah. Just, it's like, it's like Clint Eastwood. Like it's yeah. like all those movies. Yeah, like yeah. they all did the same shit. And it's like, you know, it, it is an honest to goodness throwback to that goofy shit. Like, yeah. And it takes itself just well, seriously enough for there to be stakes, but I think it also allows itself to have fun with it. Well, and then well, that's what, why I yeah. like it. Like as opposed to like, you know, like a like a 310 of humor or something, which is a great movie, but it's super serious, you know? Or like yeah. an like, unforgiven. You go back to this time. Yeah, this time period of western movies has like a real nostalgic feel for me. There's this, there's Young Guns 1 and 2 that I used to watch all the time, which is like Emilio Estevez and Kiefer Sutherland and Emilio Estevez is playing Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's awesome. And it's him running around being Billy the Kid and like a little jackass and having the best time. Sure. And it's just a fun movie. And like it has a very similar feel to Tombstone as opposed to, I mean, not as opposed to, but except for like the, you know, seriousness at the end, I guess. But yeah. But it all kind of, it all helps. Like the, like Doc Holliday's death, Val Kilmer's death at the end did when they were playing cards when he was in the bed and he was like, I don't want to play anymore. And Kurt Russell's like trying to make things happen. And like, you know, old times not to think about the seriousness yeah. of it. And then I'm like, you know, fuck, you know? Yeah. That was a dope scene. I was, yeah, I was surprised at was how, his ass I'm surprised at how sappy it was. Like they, they really like went for it. Like they really were like, these people are friends. And, and it's interesting because <laughs> I think if this movie was made today again, they wouldn't have gone that way. It would have been grimdark. It would have been fucking like Brandon, like you were saying, like 310 to Yuma, where like everybody's just fucking getting yeah. their heads blown off. And it's like very like dramatic and like and horrible and grim. Yeah. I mean, if you were making a wider movie right now, it's going to be like fucking, uh, I don't know. It would be like, uh, like fucking uh, uh, Christopher Nolan type movie. I was, you know I was literally about to say that they would just have like fucking Christian Bale do it and yell at <laughs> That's everybody. What I mean. it's like, it'd be like, but it'd be like, it'd be like Saving Private Ryan, Dunkirk, like that type of thing. You turn it into this whole super serious thing, which is also great. I just love the fact that we have this one from like the mid nineties. It's super fun. Like you have all the ridiculous early nineties, Brandon. I'm sorry. It's early nineties. Last time I said early nineties, you said mid nineties. No, so, well, he I, said, he it's the exact same thing. Time. You said mid nineties. I, I corrected you. Can we check the tape? We will, motherfucker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'll be right. When I'll I go be back vindicated. and edit it, I'll text you guys. 
Can we? Um, I was watching. I was doing some research on it a little bit. There is Val Kilmer does mention at some point that Kurt Russell may or may not have actually directed this movie. Um, do you guys know that kind There's, of? Well, so what's that story? The person, the person who's credited is uh, George. By the way, George Cosmatos, who I didn't realize, but that's Panos Cosmatos's dad. And I don't know if you guys know who Panos Cosmatos is, but he made this movie a couple years ago called Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage. And it's like yeah. the ultimate Nicolas Cage movie. Have you guys seen it? No. Okay. Is that what That's we're doing next week? information for me. I don't know. We'll see. But sorry. <laughs> so I just thought that was fucking incredible because if you know Mandy or if you know Beyond the Black Rainbow, yeah. it's just like normally I really hate nepotism and I find it annoying that like people find success in Hollywood through family. But... In this case, Panos Cosmatos is such a fucking fantastic Greek little weirdo that I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm glad that he got into the industry this way. But I know that. So that's all to say that George Cosmatos was credited. But I did read just there was a lot of like fuckery like he wasn't even supposed to be the original director. And right. The original else. director was either fired or quit. fire quits like and then, yeah, there's like rumors that like. Kurt Russell like shadow directed like a lot of scenes which I think is fucking cool because it's really hard to act in a movie it's really hard to direct a movie and it's extremely hard to do both of those things at the same time so (laughs) if that's true like even if it was just like a few or most of the scenes like that's incredible it's super impressive which was why it makes sense that he you know has so many like flattering (laughs) close-ups Kurt Russell's like no pull in get my get my face get my mustache I mean I have to I mean I think about these like close-ups and stuff like I just I did an audition tape yesterday which by the way small tangent Brandon I have to go buy a new light bulb because I knocked over my bounce light stand and it fell on the floor and it was my fault I was an idiot in track because I was sitting at the table doing it and I tried to prop it up on like a stool and like a garbage can and I must have done something and it caught and anyway yeah um have to buy a new light bulb but um this idea of like you know the audition tape itself asked for like head to like waste but the guy is sitting at a desk right so i got as much as i could without getting all of my janky ass wall in my backdrop you know what i mean because i don't have a, a big enough yeah. backdrop yet and so with these movies and these like extreme close-ups like from bottom chin to like eyebrow it's <laughs> It's just really funny because in a, in a camera, like a professional grade camera, like a red or something, I mean, they didn't have a red back in the 90s, but with whatever the the camera they had, I mean, obviously they had this, they had the, the lens to zoom in to get that without losing anything. Mm. But I'm just thinking of like doing shit on my phone and realizing how close I'm going to have to get to an actor's face to get well, like a real yeah. close up, you know, it's just, it's an interesting yeah. idea that I just had. I thought no it's it's I mean it's very interesting like it's especially I I mean I don't think it's the the camera's not that close ever you know what I mean yeah like it I I mean I was I in what classes did we have together in first year voice for sure yeah I think so company x baby I don't know if you guys remember but I couldn't project at all or anything because I never had to because everything I had done before was like short films or whatever movies that were so much of it was in close up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so like just that was like, that's what I knew originally in acting. Like, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember how many times you had to be like, yo, 
you have to be bigger. This is theater. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? realize that like, Are you sure? <laughs> people have to be able to hear you, right? <laughs> and I'd be like, wait, are you sure they're not just going to see me like move my eye a little bit? You're like, no. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but it's, it is, it's just such a different, um, it's such a different medium in a way. I mean, it's yeah. all the same. It's well, just yeah, different it's levels a, of it. It's but completely different. Yeah. It, yeah, it literally is. But, uh, but Josh, I've also been having a lot of problems, by the way, with setting up shots for these auditions. And like, I do have like a full setup and all, like using my phone and stuff. It's still everything. Things are getting really specific, you know, which is good. But at the same time, like I'm getting a lot of commercial auditions, which are fun, Yeah. but it's action based. So then I'm trying to figure out how to put the camera and yeah, it's just yeah, a little, I, mean, it's, it's just, I miss just going into rooms. <laughs> yeah. And I wish like, I mean, best case scenario is that whatever apartment I have next, I have a gigantic wall that I can just move a couch and shoot right. against so that I can do like an actual waist to head shot. I'm just yeah. in the confines of my apartment, like the backdrop, the, the standard backdrop that I have as an, as a, for on my audition kit, like only works for me. Cause I'm so big is from like the armpit to the, is like the perfect kind of, no. you know, medium shot or whatever. It's tough. And then like, yeah. I don't know if you have problems with slates too, but getting the full body shot is like, okay, well, well, the good thing about that shit. is that the the boot camp or the class that I took off that Zoom from the studio over the summer, mm-hmm. the woman I did it with, she mentioned and in her experience, and she's worked, she's regulars on all these TV shows and stuff like that. Studio member, she said that with the full body shot, they're a lot more forgiving in terms of like what's in the yeah. frame. They just want to see the body. They're not they they understand yeah. that you know your apartment's your apartment or whatever. Like if you have to do like in a hallway or by a door between two doors, like. As long as you get that full body look, then you're you're good. Very yeah. slight. And then and then when you get to the actual frame, that's when it looks the professional kind of situation. My yeah, issue yeah. that I'm having, and I'm sorry I got into this whole audition thing. I, I forget how it all oh, the different shots in the movie. Um, but for the audition is it's the transferring from my phone that's in like sixty frames a second HD whatever to my drive. And then when I download to then put it together, it it's for whatever reason it always converts to like a 720 or 360 and I've been able to to make it work to the so I can get the HD level of footage to send to the audition room but it's just so funny how like for there's something on my computer that the that that the default is this like auto resolution but it always like dumbs it down well when you I don't know when you're transferring yeah. files electronically electronically they want to compress it as small as possible to like yeah to like take up as little yeah data. like you know, uh, i would just be uploading it from my phone honestly like if i were you i would just edit it quickly on my phone and update it from there yeah i need to i need to, there, I need to get used to uh iMovie or whatever yeah because like the more you transfer files the shittier they become right <laughs> oh interesting okay so like um, pied piper baby what if uh lossless compression was <laughs> like that, that that's a good show it's a great show zach, great Wood. show. zach woods is a fucking no, okay, one of the, zach woods is one of the best ever and i just i i can't wait for next show with him and whatever ridiculous oh i guess it's the um, uh space one he's in i haven't seen it yet though he's easily the best part of that and which is which is not okay. a small thing because that show stars hugh laurie and he's fantastic yeah. but Zach Woods is um, the book best kid. part of it. Before we go on a whole uh, Silicon Valley Zach Woods rant, which we will, uh, because we always do. Uh, should we rate this uh, this Tombstone are we, movie? Are we done talking about it? I I mean I don't know if I necessarily have anything huge to say. Um, yeah, I mean I have little like 
things written down of little moments, but I don't think anything like broad strokey kind of, I think we've kind of painted this movie fairly accurate in terms of tone yeah. and style and, you know, appreciation of what it is on a Sunday afternoon, you know, with after your, the football dad. game. <laughs> you know, we're waiting for, we're waiting thing, for baseball you know? to start and, uh, TN and TNT has tombstone. That's what it is. Well, that's and that, exactly. And like for me, because of all of that, also like it'd been a little while since I watched it. So like Billy Zane cracked me up. Uh, movie needed more Zane. Thing cracked me up. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Movie needed more Zane. And then he, anyway, dude, he was great. He was great. Oh, I do want to bring up real quick. What? It, so there's a, one of the lackey, not the lackeys, but like kind of the nerdy kind of whatever for the Cowboys. His yeah. name's Billy yeah, Glasses. Yeah, the, what's his name from 90210? Was there a little, was there suggested, you know, feelings for the Billy Zane actor? Because there's a moment where he gets That's shot. That's what I took for it. And he, yeah. and he, he goes yeah. and he sees that he got shot senselessly. And and after getting mad at Kurt Russell and the and the guys in the town, I want like, to talk to you guys. You shot my friends. You saw my friends. They were my friends, and they were just like, "Well, he, all they do is make fun of him." So I don't get that. But but then he he reaches to his hand, like the Billy Zane's hand, and kind of gives it a squeeze, and then he's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go get the whoever." So I, yeah, you know, and there definitely when Billy Zane was on stage doing the Henry the Eighth monologue. I don't remember which Shakespeare monologue. Uh, well, it's Saint Crispin's Day, wasn't it? It's gonna yeah. be the fifth. Henry V. Yeah. Um, so, but he was like mesmerized, right? And yeah. And so I just thought that was a little interesting, you know, pitch that had the little like kind of um, indication yeah, I, there. I, my guess was there was there was probably more to that storyline too that got cut out because he was he must have just come off of nine hundred two one zero at that point, so he was very very famous. Um, again, I was three years old, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. But so you were watching nine hundred two one zero every week. <laughs> probably <laughs> um and then but then there's also like diff- they, they sprinkled in women's suffrage in there too you know there's a red cart that that goes really quickly past the screen saying you know gender means equal rights or whatever and i was like yeah. oh, interesting you know but anyway so other than that like i felt yeah i think we said i've said everything i needed to brandon go, f- go for it go for it all right, I think, and I've been thinking about this. Okay. And based on everything that it is. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a solid three point five. All right. Doing a it's exactly what I want it to be in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one, also, especially with everything we didn't talk about, and like it being kind of about the law and westerny and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, and there wasn't like, especially when you watch a 90s movie, a lot of the time, there's, like, a lot of shit that you're like, this is bad and shouldn't be... There wasn't too much of that for a 90s movie, which also helped not bring my rating down, yeah. you know, in 2020. Cool. I'm... I'm gonna give it a three. That's legit. Yeah, middle of the road. I, I enjoyed it. It's entertaining. It's fine. But I can also, like, still enjoy it and also be, like, on my phone the whole time. <laughs> it is an yeah that's yeah yeah it is an easy movie to watch while you're on twitter the whole time <laughs> that's, that's god i wish it. i was on twitter um I actually don't I, no twitter's why. a fucking hellscape don't go um yeah you know what i uh, i wrote 3.5 as well i i think every single performance is fantastic i will probably never watch it again <laughs> i mean um, i will i will i will look up Val Kilmer highlight reels on YouTube, but I will never watch the movie again. But 
But Brandon, yeah. thank you for recommending it. Uh, yeah, I always I always like watching movies for the first time. Yeah, no, and I, I thought you would enjoy it. Like I thought you both would enjoy it. Just in that, like it's a fun movie. Yeah, the world's pretty fucked. Like I felt like we needed something that's just a little like lighter and fun. You know what I mean? I uh, I definitely want to work in "I'll be your Huckleberry" into my vocabulary. Well, I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> Caleb. I'm not gonna lie to you. A big part of me putting up this movie was like, I feel like I need to put that character into Caleb's mind. It's a, for he, the did a, he did a it's great a, job. He it's did a, it's a good job. character. Like, yeah. it, it wouldn't have worked. Other like the reason that I'll be your Huckleberry is because he's like, because Ringo doesn't know that he's watching, and he's just in there with the gun behind his back. And he, the way he walks and saunters onto the street. Also though, yeah. also, though, like my actor brain is like, okay, Val Kilmer knows that the camera's not on his face, so he's not as embarrassed to say something so fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> I know that if I was in close and I had to say that line, I'd like not commit, like me personally, because I'd be like, this is silly. But because we're looking at his back, he can just be like, I'll be a huckleberry. Also, <laughs> acting wise, acting wise, I was watching it again. Like, he has to say so much ridiculous shit. I really think his sensory work on consumption brought him through everything dude and like really brought that the was fucking through. wild he like looked that, he looked sick unbelievable and like unbelievable makeup makeup team like bravo like claps because yeah that, un- that shit unbelievable was wild. yeah he he did a phenomenal job right, what the fuck um, happened he did a great job what the, what the fuck happened yeah. so, <laughs> dude go watch mcgruber and tell me that okay mcgruber he's hilarious uh what mcgruber i don't know what that is MacGyver, you mean? oh go dude no there's, no, a, there's a comedy there's it's like the a snl one with uh, what's his name? Fuck. Um, I, I don't know what you're talking fine. about. Are you guessing? The guy, the guy from <laughs> Lonely Island? Okay. No, no, no. Caleb, okay. in SNL, yeah. right? These, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely actually have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> SNL used to do a bit called MacGruber and it was, I can't remember his name, but one of the main, one of the main guys and it was MacGyver, but it was a joke, right? Okay. So he'd be trying to fix it and there'd be whatever guests were there that week. It's Will Forte. And then he wouldn't be able to fix it and it would blow. Yeah. Will Forte. Oh, Forte? And then it would blow up. Yo, Forte's my guy. Yeah, dude, dude, I'm telling you, it's a fucking hilarious movie. It's Forte, um, Ryan Philippe and Val Kilmer. It's hilarious, man. Absolutely and, and hilarious. Fucking, it's and, really funny. And fucking Powers Booth. <laughs> the movie we yeah, just, dude, from the movie we just watched. That's fucking funny. Bro, it's it's really funny. Like it's it's a full on SNL comedy movie. Val Kilmer's the bad guy and it's hilarious. Um Chris Jericho. But before Okay, before we <laughs> get on that. Sorry. I just saw Chris <laughs> which Jericho. I definitely we should definitely do at some point. Who is up and what are we doing next? Uh it's me. I am gonna keep us actually in the mid nineties. Again, in 1996, okay. uh, I've been wanting to watch, uh, I've been in the mood to watch a food movie for a while. And there's a movie on Amazon Prime in both countries, but America and Canada, called Big Night, which is co-directed oh. by, uh, oh God, I don't remember. It, it, co, co, Campbell Scott, sorry, Campbell Scott and the one and only Quarantine Daddy, Stanley Tucci himself. Yeah. Who, oh, who also who also stars in the movie with Tony Shalhoub. And, love it. Uh, I'm I am really excited because this is un- Brandon. It's another one that's like mostly like light. Keep it keeping it fun for for a week. Love it. Um, and I I think this movie is great. Uh, I think that you guys will both enjoy it too. Big night. I'm pumped. Big night. N i g h t. I'm assuming. Y- yeah, like big, like yeah, big night, like at night. Big All night. right. I did, I, yeah, no, I did. I wanted to. <laughs> Next week, big night it is. Thank you guys for joining us on Three M Affairs podcast. Like, subscribe, check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google 
Podcast, Spotify, Castbox. Uh, what was the Spanish one you found, Caleb? Pretty much anywhere yeah, that you can find <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, I have no there. idea. Uh, we might be translated into another language. We're not sure yet. Dude, I want to know who's uh, going to dub you me. If you hear us in other languages, that would be cool. So let us know. Uh, guys? No, I mean, you could find me anywhere. Social media, minus Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sorry, you caught me bid yawn. Uh, um, <laughs> He's so excited to, to promote himself. Find find Caleb mid yawn. Find, find me mid yawn always uh, at <laughs> Letterboxd. Come to Letterboxd. I know that it's like the same four people that like do everything on Letterboxd, but uh, it can be more than that. Join me. We'll do our own little thing. It's fun. You guys should get on. It's all. It's it's great. It's like all of the best parts of Facebook without the neo Nazis. <laughs> okay, I'll check it out. All right. On that note. On that note, thank you guys once again for tuning in to 3M Affairs Podcast. Catch us next week for a little Stanley Tucci action. Yes. And we're going back to the mid-90s with what's the movie? Big night. Big night. All right. Bye. <laughs>